Hey, how's it going? This is Matt here from Silver Fortune. So today I wanna to take some time to talk about a surprisingly common argument against investing in precious metals, and that is asteroid mining. No, I know, I know, I know, but no, seriously, it is a fairly common argument that yeah, silver and gold have been a good store of value and they'll continue to be so, uh, be just that for the next five years, 10 years, 20 years, but eventually, that's going to change because of asteroid mining. Of course, the idea behind this is that uh, silver and gold in the crust of the earth is, I mean, they're rare. They're precious metals, relatively rare compared to you know, some of the more common metals out there, whether we're talking about iron or zinc or lead or something like that. But out in space, on a lot of these asteroids, you know, using some of the imaging technology that we have, uh, we're fairly certain that they are very rich in metals. In fact, uh, this the the video today was kind of inspired by a, a picture or a tweet actually that I saw from at World and Science. Quote: Interesting fact: a single garden variety metallic asteroid contains vastly more gold than has ever been mined in the history of the world. Boom, right there. We're going to mine that one day and it's going to you know, inflate the gold. It's going to devalue gold basically because of all the supply coming. Well, what I want to talk about today is why that's such a silly argument against investing in silver and gold. And additionally, if you look at the numbers in terms of what the supply and demand picture really looks like for precious metals from terrestrial production, not extraterrestrial production, actually very bullish. But first of all, the asteroid mining. Now, is it feasible? Yeah, sure. One day. One day, I'm sure, maybe even in my lifetime, you know, I'm in my 20s, we may be sending rockets up to uh, the, the asteroid belt, which is beyond Mars, so quite a, quite a ways out. Or, or who knows, maybe we're going to get, you know, somehow an asteroid closer to Earth. We're going to be sending rockets or some similar space vehicle up and they're going to be landing on the surface and they're going to be mining uh, some sort of minerals, some sort of metals, and they're going to be bringing them back to earth. That's a very real possibility, but there's some huge question marks surrounding that. First of all, at what price will that be economically feasible, right? Because we got to understand economics here. Just because a natural resource is out there doesn't mean that it's economic to mine it, right? I talk about silver and gold, right? People talk about how they're running out of silver and gold to mine. No, I mean, for all intents and purposes, silver and gold, the same amount of silver and gold in the crust and, and the overall um, you know, above and below the ground on earth is the same today as it was a few thousand years ago. For the most part, with the exception of maybe some that was sent out into space. I mean, it's all still here. It's just, what is the concentration of it? How spread out is it? Is it economically viable to mine it, to extract it? And the same thing is true for an asteroid. Now, it very well may be true, and, and I don't want to take this tweet at face value. Who knows? This could just be a random tweet that I saw, and, and there's no factual basis to it. How can we really know how much gold is on these asteroids? But the thing is, is that you have to understand that when you say, you know, they, they, they contain vastly more gold than has ever in mind in the history of the world. We're talking hundreds of thousands of 
tons, metric tons of gold. And so, I mean, if we're talking about economic viability, I mean, how much gold can one of these rockets actually bring back? And at what cost? Now, I was looking you know, at some of these numbers today. Uh, the the uh, Falcon Heavy, they have a uh, low Earth orbit, low Earth orbit payload of about 63 to 64 metric tons. Quite a bit. I mean, imagine if you could load that up with gold. That would be very profitable for SpaceX, and it might be able to save SpaceX, Elon Musk, and, and Tesla from, from insolvency. But, you know, this is just a simple Wikipedia thing. You can search this yourself. If we're talking about a payload to Mars, which isn't even as far as the asteroid belt, that's lower to just shy of 17 metric tons. If you go all the way to the asteroid belt, I'd imagine that we're talking close to 15 or 10 metric tons. Right, and so what's the cost to send it there and and somehow get it back? Not to mention all the technology, all the it goes into that along the way. When it comes to asteroid mining and sending those first craft out into space, and and well, I have another thought of this sitting here in a second, but but when it comes to that, I somehow I don't think gold is going to be the first thing that they're looking for. I'm much rather think that, that, that they're going to be looking for some sort of rare earth mineral. Something that is used in, in many you know electronic devices today that uh, honestly are, are primarily mined by, by countries like China, not the United States. You know, there's quite a few ones out there and I couldn't you know, name them off the top of my head. But um, the rare earth minerals that are rare, right, mined at a much lower quantity each year compared to silver and gold, those would be the ones that would make the most sense to me. The ones that are truly rare here on Earth, and not just a, a monetary metal. Don't get me wrong. Gold is very valuable. Silver is very valuable. But, you know, it, it's kind of priorities here. Um, another thing to keep in mind also is, is I did bring up gold versus silver. Uh, gold, you know, at some point could be economically viable. This This extra... Uh, supply coming onto the market, you know, if it was a large enough quantity, you know, theoretically you could disrupt the market. But it'd be much, much harder to do that with silver because we're talking about a huge difference in terms of, of uh, how much, you know, I, I, you know, you crunch the numbers. I think gold is, uh, the, the all the gold that's ever been mined, it's, you know, a few hundred thousand tons. Uh, we're, we're talking upwards of 30,000 tons and one year worth of, of mining for uh for silver. So it'd be much harder to disrupt the silver market. You know, the other thing, another thought I had on this is that this asteroid mining, I mean, who knows when this idea first came up. But I also remember in my childhood, in my lifetime, which is not as long as many of you guys, the the idea of, you know, the example would be the idea of a, a manned, mission to Mars. And in the early 2000s, it was always, you know, by 2015, 2020, right? And then five or 10 years later, it was 2025, 2030, right? Kind of kept getting pushed out. And yet here we are in 2019. Uh, the There's not really any big move to send a manned mission to Mars, right? There's maybe some companies that are talking about it, some countries but as a whole, I mean, some of these guys are, some of these 
these uh, programs are, are talking about putting a manned mission on the moon, right? Let's go back to the moon instead of Mars, right? And so you have to ask yourself, you know, this asteroid mining, it's, it's hyped up now, but, but I wonder if it's going to take much, much longer than people predict, right? There's, there's estimations out there of 25 years, 50 years from now, but, but you know, part of me would be surprised and this is probably going to be seen as just a really dumb prediction one day, would be surprised to see something like that, you know, within this century, you know, in the next 80 years. Who knows? You know, maybe in small numbers, but but certainly not in mass production. So, I mean, as a whole, I mean, the big takeaway here is that as far as arguments against silver and gold, the idea of asteroid mining probably should not be on that list for short-term, medium-term, long-term, unless we're looking very long-term, generational, uh, like many generations in the future. And even then, you know, we're talking about a huge amount of gold that would have to be brought back from these asteroids to actually disrupt the gold market, never mind the silver market, which is much, much larger. And so it's just not really a concern for me. But I did want to take some time to kind of debunk this, right? You know, I wish I could put more numbers on it. But I mean, the fact of the matter is that, you know, predicting what technology is going to be like when they actually mine asteroids, a little difficult. Now, that really honestly just leaves us what we with what we have here on earth and and this kind of goes to to why i'm so uh, bullish on precious metals and and silver from a supply perspective i'm i am on demand side too but from a supply perspective the the theme for a long time for silver and gold has been falling ore grades increased cost to to mine per ounce especially gold uh, since since it doesn't benefit from the the byproduct uh, the amount of silver it's mined is a byproduct but and, and 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 you know basically a harder and harder time for miners over time and and what that's left us with in the gold market is is a huge vast amount of gold that is stockpiled by stackers by institutions by central banks and governments, et cetera, et cetera. You know, most of, you know, you know what the saying is that most of the gold that has ever been mined is still in some sort of bullion form. Sure, some of it is used in electronics or some other type of device. Some of it's been lost or destroyed, not destroyed, destroyed, but broken up into very small amounts. But as a whole, most of it is still above earth. Silver, on the other hand, that's not really the case. In fact, a lot of silver that's mined is used in industrial products and then thrown into a landfill or broken up into very small quantities, currently sitting in a vehicle or a house or otherwise not in identifiable investment form. And so where that leaves us with silver is, yeah, there's a lot of silver being mined. And investors buy a fair amount of silver as well. But when you look at the numbers, of above ground identifiable, you know, investment grade silver. I'm talking bullion, coins, bars. It's actually fairly comparable to gold, right? We have this idea in our head that gold is so much more rare than silver, and it is. But when you look at how much is actually out there to actually buy in coin and bar form, it's actually pretty comparable. And we can't put an exact number on this, but a one to one ratio. Even a one to two ratio, right? Two ounces of silver for one ounce of gold. I would suspect it's somewhere in that ballpark. That is not very much silver. When you consider the price of silver is like 15 bucks an ounce and gold is like 1300 
an ounce, right? And so that, don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm bullish on both of these metals, but, but that's kind of gets into why I'm so bullish on silver, because it's such a small market, right? We're talking maybe 10 billion ounces. I'd be surprised if it was much above that. 10 billion ounces, right? You multiply that by 15, you're at about $150 billion market. Very easy to disrupt that type of a market with large amounts of physical purchases. And that's where we're at. Never mind asteroid mine. I mean, that's where that's where we're at. And, and the theme here is that in the gold market, gold mining is getting more and more expensive. In silver, we're seeing falling and falling supply coming onto the market for mines. I mean, that's kind of the big themes here. And at some point, those supply and demand fundamentals are going to matter. I mean, for, for now, I mean, you almost can... I don't want to say this, but you almost can disregard this because the fundamentals don't matter in these markets right now, right? This is a paper traded market. It's run by algos. It's run by manipulation. And there's a little bit of, of maybe what you might consider price discovery from time to time, but a ton of all that other stuff. But over the long term, Eventually, you're going to see the physical side win out because these are physical commodities and they cannot just be a paper market indefinitely. At some point, that paper market is going to be seen for what it is. And silver and gold are going to be seen for what they are. At that point in time, when that happens, they're going to be seen as a bargain. And you're going to see a large amount of demand, not on the paper side of things, not GLD or COMEX futures or anything like that. I'm talking physical gold and physical silver. So anyways, that's my supply and demand talk for the day. As always, if you guys want to uh, suggest topics for future videos and podcasts, let me know down below in the comment section or shoot me an email. As always, I'd like to thank you guys from the bottom of my heart for watching this video, listening to this podcast, and God bless.